Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon. He's one of the employee owners at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. It's a gorgeous Saturday, I know. But we're in here to help you out. Feel free to get online. And uh, if you've got any technical issues that have occurred over the past week or so, or if you called in last week and we gave you some advice, and it, you know, I know there's a couple calls out there. That one I want to hear about is that Tesla Tesla uh, solar oh, thing. Right. Where it wasn't. Right. So I want to see how that went. Hopefully he's out there listening. Uh, feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. And, of course, we are on the old Facebooks if you want to watch uh, – our mugs here. We're broadcasting live over at uh, WTIC's Facebook page, and if Zuckerberg deems it worthy, it may get to your news feed. Speaking of news, oh, yes, we have news? something. It's it's news, and it's something of a public service announcement. All right. Um, I read a story on G Hacks. G Hacks. I haven't heard G-Hacks. that one. G Hacks. Right. Oh yeah, it's a security it's a website. It's right. very very good. Nice. Um, your new phishing email may come straight from PayPal. That's not good. This is not phishing where somebody fakes PayPal. Right. No and then gets you to click a link and you go to a malicious site. Right. This is not that. Right. This is where the the scammers set up a free PayPal account for themselves. Thanks, PayPal. And then they use PayPal to generate these invoices or other requests for payment. Or payloads, and, any kind and of they payload. Send, they send out the emails, and right. they can't include payloads with them. Right. But the problem with this is that on a technical level, when that email comes into you, yeah. you don't know that that's phishing because it has links to PayPal.com. Legitimate PayPal.com links, and so you hover over. And it comes from PayPal.com. Right. If, you, if you're smart enough to look at the headers on the email mm-hmm. and see where they come from, they came from PayPal. Completely legitimate. So you're like, wait a minute, this is a billing error. This is innocent. Somebody by accident maybe is going to invoice me for something else. So, you know, Eric Semmel, maybe they meant to send the email to Rick Semmel, and uh, you know, maybe it's just an honest mistake. You click on the invoice, boom, you get ransomed. Uh huh. Right? Possibly, Possibly, depending on what they threw in with that. Right. But I, I just think that's real, almost terrifying. You, yeah, you can configure your own PayPal and, system for free. 
These guys don't. You can't take a second to vet these people, please. And and part of the problem is that we've for years now we've given people advice like that. Make sure of that course. it came from PayPal. Right. Well, okay, great. It came from PayPal. Right. And you're still gonna get taken to the cleaners. Yeah. Thanks, Dennis. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> scarier and scarier out there. Oh. Well, you know it's political season, right, Dennis? No. Yeah. Really? I've seen a few ads. Did didn't I thought we had a primary election yeah, a couple we might of days have. ago. Might have something I like that. I voted. But there's, there's so you know, we all cringe when we see the ads, right? No matter whose side you're on. Uh even though we're all supposed to be on the one side, but we won't go there. Uh <laughs> so Google has given has has gotten the green light to flood US mail inboxes with political spam. So the Federal Elections Commission votes to let Google allow campaign email through filters. So if you filtered it out and said you don't want it, guess what? You get no it anyways. Way. Yep. If I created a filter to keep out some candidate stuff, you get it anyways. Oh, holy. U- <laughs> yeah. Well, again, it's free. What do you want? The US Federal well, Election yeah. Commission on Thursday voted 4 to 1 to allow Google to create a program exempting qualified political email qualified. It's, that's even ridiculous. From Google spam filtering, despite emphatic objections from who? Us. Yeah. <laughs> I, the people, you got to look at it. The ad giant floated his proposal after Republicans claim Gmail's spam filter is, is biased against them. And that the party's lawmakers in, introduced a bill called the Political Bias in Algorithms uh, Sorting. Uh, emails act to punish big tech so 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 let me understand this yes um people out there are creating filters to block emails from candidates correct and that's political bias right by google (laughs) it's crazy uh again these people don't know how email works here (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) so so they're saying to solve the issue we're gonna have google ignore your filters rather than just allow the, the filters you want to put in because the the lawmakers don't understand how filters work. Well, right? yeah, that's they're blaming. The whole, yeah, they're blaming Google for all this. Yeah, it's Google's fault that our stuff doesn't get to you. Ugh. And you wondered why we need less lawyers in, in as politicians and more geeks, because a, a geek would understand this better and say, "Look, guys, you can't write a law like that, and this is what you're going to get. This is the unintended consequence of garbage in your in your inbox." Um, I don't even I don't even look at my 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 Gmail. Uh, it's not even worth looking. At. I I don't pay attention to it unless there's something coming to it that I know I'm going to see. Right. It's it's That's ridiculous. It. So yep, you guys are going to all get your junk mail flying at you thanks to the fact that our lawmakers are dinglings. We'll put a link up here for you. You can read the. It's of course this article comes from the folks across the pond. Uh, the Register has. Oh, this. interesting. So it was yes. up to the Brits to tell us about something like this, huh? Yes. So. Oh, great. Enjoy, enjoy. What else you got there, Dennis? Oh, well, Haynes Corporation. Yeah, your way. Haynes, your way. Yeah. <laughs> they. <laughs> it seems they had a, a, a spot of bother back in May. Okay. <laughs> what happened then? It was a ransomware attack. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, they did cop to it around the time that it happened. Sure. You know, they found out about it. Right. They contained it. Yeah. They made a, some kind of an announcement about it. Right. 
Ransomware well, can be a big deal or it can be a little deal, it right? Can, it, yes. It all it depends can. on what happens. You know, and sometimes you have a, a ransomware attack, you contain it, and you're okay. Right. You have a few computers you need to wipe and reload, and that's it. You're right. fine. They have, okay? you know, they make underwear, right? So, I mean, yeah. of course you're going to be able to still make underwear if you're ransom, you get ransomed, right? I mean, I'm sure well, they, they plan for a contingency where they could still make underwear, even if they got hit with a ransomware attack, Dennis, right? I mean, it's like, it's, I mean, is it? It's third world, right? I mean, isn't it like is it Sri Lanka or Bangladesh making our underwear? It's not. I mean, it's, it can't impact the process of making underwear, can it, Dennis? Well, it did. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and and this wasn't revealed until an SEC filing came Uh-oh. down from them. Yikes! So they waited to deliver this news until mm. they absolutely had to. Okay. It turns out that. They lost about a hundred million dollars in sales because some product lines were out of production for three weeks. Oh my, that's a lot of underwear because of the ransomware. Attack. Talk about losing your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my shorts. Oh man. So here's the thing, right? So we we deal with disaster recovery and all this type of stuff in our right. world, right? So yeah. when we when we talk to our customers about this, these businesses, you have to they have to understand what a disaster is. So in Haynes's case. Clearly, there's a disconnect between the IT guys understanding how underwear is made, right? <laughs> I mean, clearly, you know, nobody discussed the fact that if you get hit with ransomware, you're not going to be able to, to move to move your looms. I don't understand. I don't. I mean, well, they apparently they had difficulty uh, collecting and placing orders with their suppliers, and then arranging yeah, yeah, yeah. deliveries with the with the distributors. Hundred million dollar issues. That's big. That's a lot. So when you guys sit down and talk to your IT people about what a disaster is, you have to understand what that is, right? Another disaster that I can I'm going to bring up. I brought it up last week. Um, there's a there's a company called Advanced, right? It's an MSP cloud host is still is still down in the UK. These guys support all sorts of healthcare um, companies in the UK on their cloud. Cloud got ransomed, right? And they're still shut down. So these are you've got people in the medical profession now who are forced to use pen and paper to do things because these systems have been down for a, it was a week after I talked about it. This was spotted on August fourth, I guess, and um, they still have thirty six customers from UK's National Health Service that cannot work properly because they're they're dealing with restoring from backup. Now again, oh. you put your stuff in the cloud, and when you sat down with the cloud provider, you just you just said. Okay, you you guys can take everything forward. We're all set now. We don't have to worry. There's no disaster. We're, you you guys got this, right? The, some CIO or CEO of whatever company decided to talk to the geeks over at the MSP here and say we're good, right? And uh, well, you're not. When when you lose, what happens here? When you lose control, here's what you get. Right. And part of the problem is that people think they have a cloud backup. Right. Yeah. And they do. Right. I mean, you get all your data's out there on some cloud service. But then, how do you get it down to a computer when you need it? Right. Because that computer either got ransomed or it broke. Right. Well, now you're sitting there waiting for three days for all that data to come down. They're going to still be down for weeks. There's a company called Astra, for example, is said to work with 85% of NHS's uh, 111 services, which I guess it has to do with 911, like here, and call operators. They're all forced to use pen and paper to keep things running. That's scary. Your emergency service is based on pen and paper now. Right. Oh. Right. When you put all your eggs in one basket and you drop the basket 
what happens? All your eggs crack, right? Uh-huh. So, I mean, the idea of putting all your stuff in some cloud is, again, just taking your – you think you take your responsibility and, and obfuscate your responsibilities. Nope, you're still, still going to be here. You're in trouble, but you've put all your control of that trouble in somebody else's hands. So we'll put the link up here for this additional uh, information on this outage. They're going to be down for more weeks. They're just taking forever to do these restorations on these on these systems. That, so it, it sounds to me like it's all cloud restoration then, right? Just and they get ransomed in the cloud. So uh, the the uh, cloud company is going to improve their security now that this happened to them and change out change levels of security as far as access to these systems. You know what they call that? They call that locking the barn door after the horses got free. Exactly. And again, I don't know how you how to explain it better to you guys, but when you move your stuff into the cloud, it's out of your purview. So if you're a law firm and you have all your stuff in the cloud and this happens to you, would you be able to do your job as a lawyer? Can you use pen and paper to do? go ahead and write? I mean, it'd be, it'd be like, may as well turn on the candles, too. It's going to be like uh, <laughs> 1776 all over again. Um, or if you're a, if you're an accounting firm and you can't do you can't do taxes because your cloud went down, we've had issues with that with the Colt Waltzer or whatever they're called out there that handles a, a cloud based accounting system. And if that happened during tax season, you wouldn't be able to get your taxes done. Um, guys, putting it all in one basket not the smartest thing. The idea of diversification. I mean, you just thought, listened to the financial program earlier, but the idea is you diversify. In this case, they're not diversifying. You're chucking it all in one spot, and when that one spot gets nailed, you all get nailed. Yeah. So that's just a little public service. We'll uh, get back to your calls. We have two lines wide open. 860-522-9842 is the number. Feel free to get online. Bob, hang on. And one um, one line's already ringing. Carolyn's getting you. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're here live until 11 o'clock on this lovely Saturday morning. Let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Bob in Windsor Locks for an update. This could be our Tesla guy, I hope. Ooh. Hey, Bob, is that you? Yes, it is. All Yay. right. So what what ha- So rehash what happened last week. In, uh... Uh, okay, I have I got, I went with GoNet Speed. Yep. And after that, my Tesla app on my phone would not communicate with my Tesla system. All right. And, and I called Tesla, and they told me that Mac uh, Tesla – um, Go NetSpeed was blocking my MAC address to allow my app to work. Right, which would be pretty rude. And I have to have um, a static IP address. Okay. So I called the guys at Tesla who they're, I can tell you, they probably got the, the best two guys I ever talked to for um, um, technical support that yeah. I, ever, I ever talked to, yep. you know, trying to get this to work. Yeah. And they said... You know, they said, um, we'll, we'll look into it and get back to you. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I got to talk to somebody else. I ended up talking to the CEO of GoNetSpeed. Nice. That's the, that's, the, that's the kind of guys they are at GoNetSpeed. You're getting to the people. That's good. And he he said, he says, I'll send out an email. And I get to have somebody get a hold of you. Yeah. And they called me back. So yesterday, yeah, I finally got an email. And they said, you know, let us know when we can get into your modem to give you the good you know the uh the uh ip address mm-hmm. the static ip address my wife works from home and i can't you know i can't shut my modem down at you know anytime i want right so they did that mm-hmm. and it still wasn't working of course so, it wasn't yeah we told you that, that we told you that, that wasn't, wasn't the what case. it was yeah <laughs> okay i called tesla back yeah okay so they told me to down we you know 
to erase the um, delete the Tesla app on my phone and download it a Again, new one. Yeah, and I had already tried to get the Tesla app and see if there was an update. There wasn't. Right. Okay, and I got an update on that too. But anyways, yeah. So they said, um, they said, okay, we're gonna try something else. Go out and look at your your stuff on the wall outside the house. Everything was fine there. So then I had to go downstairs and reset my battery. Okay. There's a big switch on the battery for, I don't know if you have solar. No. And I flipped that and all of a sudden stuff started to work. Right. It had nothing to do with the IP address. Right. Okay. Now, now I, I don't know. No. Now I'm looking at my phone, my right. old phone, because I got Google phone like you do. Yeah. I got an old 3A and I got a 5A. Yeah. And I just turned on the 3A because I still have it. Yeah. And the app on there is working. Right. And I didn't know anything with that. Right. So I don't know if it was the combination of me just flipping the switch or if it's a combination of the IP address. I would say I, I would say it was that switch. Yeah, the IP address has nothing to do with anything. The, you, this is outbound traffic. The outbound traffic of the data coming out of your network, doesn't. the app doesn't say, oh, I need it to come from Ron's IP address of 192.168.1.1. No. Yeah. It's not even configured that way. It's saying send the data out, and it goes to a Tesla server. You log into the Tesla server, right, with your app, and then Tesla feeds you the information, right? And there's no IP address related. And it's just they were completely wrong. You didn't test our theory though, did you? Test our theory by loading the app on the workstation and see what happens. Uh, I you know I went in and 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 I tried to get it on my on my computer. Yeah. And I, I couldn't find one. For the computer. Oh, okay. So no, you couldn't find an application that you could run on a Windows system. They only did a Apple iOS or or, or Google. Um, I mean, app. I could only find one for a phone. You know, either yep. and, and okay, fair and, enough. Um, you know, I mean, I couldn't find one for a computer. Yep, you know? yep. So I tried, but are you are you going to have to pay for that static IP that Tesla said you had to have? Um, I don't know yet. Probably, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, well, that was nice to go NetSpeed, too. So they bent over backwards to try to get this to work, even though I can tell you right now, technically up and down, they probably agreed with us that it has nothing to do with the IP address. I would say so, yeah. It's outbound traffic. The only reason outbound traffic would be stopped or blocked would be if you're, let's say, let's say you're connecting, let's say you're working for, let's say, a trash company, right? And you're working for their customer service and you're working remotely, like your wife, let's say, okay? And you want to connect to the cloud for the trash company's software. They might say, well, you know what? I want to only allow people at this particular IP to connect to the, to the cloud-based software. So what your wife would do would be VPN into the main corporate headquarters, and now she's connecting to the cloud-based software that, say, that, that allows that IP address, right? In your, right? in your case, you just want to know if your batteries are being charged. There's nothing in that system that says it must come from an IP address just because you change internet providers. This all has to do with you just had to reset the equipment. I would guarantee right. you that. Um, so I do have to pay for the IP address. It's going to be a minimum charge. So, well, there's that. But now your now your panels yeah. are just a little less valuable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you but, for uh, letting us know what happened. Bob. Yeah, I, I was really curious about that. Yeah, but so people but, listening out there, understand this: reset your stuff internally first before you think it's the thing you change. So you could have also had a peanut butter sandwich that day. And the data stopped moving. <laughs> People make these logical jumps because they make a change. We, it's, it's a problem with what we hear oh, all the time. We, I get that all the time. All of a well, sudden. I, all I, the time. I had, 
I did go and unplug the the box that Tesla gives you to put into your system. To, you know, I did all that. You know, yeah. re- unplugging and re- you know plug it back in and the right. routers. I did all that stuff. But you not know, I, not the no, battery. Not the battery. Not the ba- I, didn't, I didn't even think about shutting the battery off and turning it back on. Well, clearly the Tesla support guys didn't either. Well, the first guy I talked to. I know he's he's got a he had a flow chart that came down if then if then if then if then he didn't went right back to the top of the if then and never did it have the battery reset. when you go to second level, they tell you that. Yeah, the first level guy don't know that. Exactly. Right. Second level guy and the second level guy has that. Exactly. Well, Bob, thank you for letting us know. We're coming up against the heartbreak this morning, but I'm glad you're able to know how much power you're generating again. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Take it easy. All right, Bob from Windsor Locks. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. 860-522-WTIC is the only number you can use. The two lines open for you. And, of course, we're posting everything live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. We'll be right back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And we are back. We're here till 11 o'clock, guys. Get online. 860-522-9842 is the number to call and get online. No matter where you are in the country, if you're using your cell phone, generally there's no toll, so feel free to get online. And uh, happy to have you join us. Uh, real quick before we take your calls, i got to tell you just a quick story. I usually don't do this, but yesterday evening my wife and I went for a bike ride. And uh, we picked up e-bikes, right? So I'm, I was an avid cyclist, and so my wife could never keep up, right? And I would always be going on my on my own. And so I decided, all right, e-bikes are a thing. They're really a thing. And uh, so I'm finding myself riding the bike, and she's in front of me. And we're doing 20 miles an hour without even trying, and um, which is kind of cool. And I thought to myself, huh, I'm adding to my carbon footprint because if I was just riding my regular bike, I wouldn't have had to charge it overnight into this massive battery. And now I'm doubling that carbon footprint with my wife. So, you know, we felt so guilty that on the way back uh, from the bike ride, we stopped off at a brewery and a pizza and a beer and talked about it. Um, (laughs) 
just so well, we feel good better. Good for you. Yes, we want to feel better about our new carbon footprint with our e-bikes. Uh, but they are awesome. If you want to level the playing field, you can bring. You, you can just go biking and not worry about anybody. You can just all keep up. Of course, you got to charge those suckers. <laughs> That's powered by, I mean, it's only powered by windmills and, and fairy tales, so we're all set. <laughs> uh, let's go on to uh, Karen in Windsor. What's happening, Karen? Hey, guys. How are you this morning? Good. How are you? Pretty good. I have a question on telephone star codes. I remember that this was a topic a few years ago, and uh-huh. there is a star code out there that uh, you enter star whatever, and it makes your uh, telephone sound like a fax line. And that would prohibit or help reduce the calls from robocalls. Really? I don't yeah. remember that, but it does sound cool. So when people call your, but that would, you would think that would ca- cause everybody to have that problem to try to call you, right? That's okay. <laughs> You're like, I don't want any calls at all. They uh, would say she's at it again. <laughs> Why don't I just get rid of your phone number? Well, then you have to get another one. So you're only worrying about outbound calls. You're okay. You're you're okay to make a call when you need it, but you don't want anybody to call you. Right, calling in, and and it was a gentleman from I don't know a few years ago who yeah. said, yeah, dial star this and this. It sounds like a fax line. The automated system calling you documents that and spreads around that this is a a fax, fax line. line. It's yeah. probably true. It does have some plausibility. I know Dennis is looking. Um, it could be the case. That is a way to beat robocalls. My cell phone is such, though, I've got a Google phone. I mean, they know everything that's happening with me. But they do do a great job of actually answering the call so that you can have your Google phone answer the call for you with a voice. Hey, you know, this is, this is, this is uh, Eric's assistant answering the phone. What is this in regards to? So the, that the, the spam caller is either real or not is going to either hang up because they don't say anything. But I don't ever get the call. If they leave a message and it's legit, I, they can even I can even read the message that's being spoken and decide to pick up the call if I want to. So the cell phones these days are pretty powerful. Dennis is still looking to see if that star code exists. Well, the, there are there are ways to use star codes to mm-hmm. block phone numbers. To block numbers, sure. So you don't need to go through this process of making somebody think that it's a fax line, right? But it's a neat idea. Uh, it is a neat idea, but you. It's not, I'm it's, not seeing anything about it. I'm just seeing lists of different kinds of uh, right. star codes you can use for different features. Yeah. And one of them is, like, I don't know if it'll work on your system, but on AT&T's star six zero and then put in the number, mm-hmm. will block that number. I gotcha. And then if yeah. you want to turn that off, it's star eight zero, put in the number. Yeah, so we okay. we'll we'll see if we can find the star codes that are out there. What service? What system do you use, Karen? Is it AT and T? Is it Verizon? Is Verizon. It Verizon. Verizon. We'll see if Verizon has codes like that, um, and put a link up there for you. But it's an interesting thought, Karen. But if you get a Google Assistant running on your phone, you have Apple or Google. Um, Google. Okay, check in, check out the uh, the uh, Assistant, the Google Assistant. If your phone's uh, new enough, you can turn that um, on. And it, I, hmm. I will check that out. Yeah, very good, okay. Karen. Sounds good. Thanks for the call. Enjoy this day out there. Oh, it's gorgeous. I know. All right. Take it easy. So, you know, it's an idea to squawk right back at your uh, <laughs> robocaller's ear. I like that. Um, let's go on to uh, Ron in hard-hitting New Britain. What's happening, Ron? Good morning to you, gentlemen. Morning. 
right. The last time I called, I was going on vacation, and I had the issue about charging my tablet combination laptop. Okay. The, uh, it was the um, the HP Elite book there, oh. 360. Nice. Yeah, and it, it was wonderful. I hit the jackpot because I had Wi-Fi where I was, and my telephone was working, and I'm up, I would say, about 1,300 feet. Uh, above sea level, so wow. I had, it was pretty good. Now yeah. my issue is that the battery doesn't last very long, and uh, I bought this tablet it was one of those uh, fabric re- refabricated or whatever they refurbished, it. yeah, refurbished, refurbished. There you go, mm-hmm. and it works wonderful. It looks wonderful, but the battery seems to not last very long, and I was just wondering. Would you guys uh, advise me to change the battery? And where's the best place to get a battery for something like that that'll work and it'll work good? Mm. Well, the question that I have is, does the laptop have a latch on it that allows you to release the battery easily? I doubt it. It's, uh, I don't no. think it does. No, it doesn't. I, uh, I believe because I have a convertible like that too, and it doesn't have a a battery like that. Mm-mm. If that's the case. I would urge you not to take the laptop apart to change it out. Yourself. Not yourself. I mean, if you know somebody that knows how to do it or you take it to a shop that does that, go ahead. The problem that you're going to run into with replacing the battery is something that we've talked about before, Mm -hmm. where batteries are very often customized for a model, and, you know, a year later they're you know, a company like HP is putting a different battery in that product line. And then the year after that, another battery. Right. So the batteries that fit and match the specs on your laptop are going to tend to be just about as old as the laptop. Right. And the older the laptop gets, the harder it's going to be to find a really good battery that hasn't chemically degraded, which is what happened to yours. Right. And you're going to be stuck. And a lot of these batteries, especially the ones for the these uh, more advanced laptops, tend to be really expensive. Yeah. I think for mine, I think I saw a price of like $80 or $90 on eBay. Mm. There's no way that I'm paying that much and then putting it in myself. I, I'm just not doing and it. And you're a geek. And I'm a geek. I, it's just yeah. not something that I want to do to the thing. No. Um, so... You can replace the battery. I would have a shop do it that knows how, or if you know somebody that can do it, have it done. But I don't know if you're going to get a battery that's going to turn out to be substantially better than the one you've already got. I've I've, uh, looked on the net and on Amazon, I found some under $50. Oh, you'll you'll find them, and they're out there. But the problem problem is that they were all manufactured around the same time. I heard that part. Yeah. you know, and the other thing too is, Ron, if you don't get the right battery, you can't necessarily trust the safety of it, right? Some of these third party making third parties making batteries could be who knows where, who knows what. And oh, and it they could have been stored in a warehouse that that heated and cooled mm-hmm. uh, through the years, and you don't know if the housing on the battery is going to last either. Right. So how old how old is it? it's refurbished? So how old is the machine to you, Ron? Well, I got it. I would say about eight months ago. Ah, so that's a snag with refurb. It was it was cheaper, obviously, um, but it's already probably had a bunch of life 
taken out of it from the person that had it in the first place. Probably three or four years, maybe. No scratches, no nothing. It looked new, and uh, it works wonderful. It's yeah. one of those 16 uh, gigabyte RAM. It's super wow. fast. And uh, I like it. I really yeah. like it. But the only issue that I have is that the battery doesn't last all that long. It lasts, I would say, about most of the day. But I thought what? that. Uh, Wait, most of, most the, of the day? day? <laughs> Ron, you know, you guys are tough. You, I don't know about computer users. But 12 you guys are hours impossible. of battery time, you consider that too, uh, too <laughs> well, short? You know what I mean? Most of the day that you use it. And I, I, used, to, I used to put music on. I'm up, I'm up in the mountains. Yeah. So what I did was I used to use it, I would say, from, uh, uh, I used to get up real early, around 5 in the morning uh-huh. to about uh, 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, maybe, and I would well, just hit the road after that. You're, you're getting six to eight hours time out of that. Something That's like not that. bad, actually. And I played music a lot. I, you know, it was my stereo. As a matter of speaking, I'm old school. <laughs> You're killing me, Ron. <laughs> Users, you know we got to deal with this every day. So if you, we, I was thinking you were telling us I uh, may only last a couple hours. Most of the day is definitely don't touch nothing. You go find a different problem to have. You're, you're you got just, no troubles. You're describing six to eight hours of time. Yeah, and that's all. That's want, quite good. I want your battery. Well, <laughs> you're doing great. You're doing great. Don't don't. I thought it was a short span the battery life, but I used I used to have it plugged in most of the time also. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it will go down. I would have to charge it up like every day and a half. You know, you definitely would have to plug it in. Ron, we're not laughing at you, but we're a little bit laughing at you. You're the best. You you are doing fine. I need you to find a bigger problem in your life. Your battery is not one of them. Absolutely not. All right. All right. Hey, thank you very much. Yeah, nice chatting with you, Ron. Yep, bye. Bye-bye. Okay, yeah, so if you're <laughs> – we almost need to have like Carolyn go through like a, a list of things. So, is your battery working most of the time? Yes. Okay. Then you're not getting on the show. Uh, is your computer working most? Yeah. It's just too too funny. Um, but like like I said, we've been doing this for like almost 30 years. Eventually, we're going to solve all the issues. We can't fix that one. That's not a problem. <laughs> but it was a good call. We're going to step out for a quick break, right, Carolyn? And I uh, get to your calls. Three lines open for you. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. It's WTIC. This is Computer Talk with Tab on WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and we're going to be here at 11 o'clock. So feel free to get online, 860-522-9842. This is, you know, I guess it's Elvis week. Um, so Carolyn's continuing the, the the tunes for us. Why not? Why not, yeah. Um, this is a pretty cool pretty cool bump. Let's go to uh, your calls. We're going to go to Will in Southington next, my own hometown. What's going on, Will? Good morning, good morning. Morning. <clears throat> Listen, I have a... Uh... Lenovo, uh, about a four-year-old Lenovo laptop. Uh, the mouse is, a, a, you know, one of those uh, finger feelers. So you use the left side of the pad of it. Yep. Constantly, it's jumping in size of the monitor. I'm going along. I just, whatever happens, it jumps from 100% normal to 250, 400. Then I have to go up and dial it back. And then, you know... If, Go you mean, along again, and it, it jumps. It, and I can't find the reason for it. I've slowed my mouse activity down to where I have to scroll about four times with my finger to get it over 
get the uh, monitor, the uh, marker over to the other side of the screen. Right. We that's well that's one thing. Real quick on when you say it, you mean the cursor, the little point? Yeah, the cursor. It gets super I got the large. Mouse slow down, the mouse slowed down <clears> to where I have to. It takes me three seconds to slide over to the left side of the screen from the right. I don't know how to what else to do. I can't seem to find out why it's doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, we're we're on the case. What do you think, Dennis? Well, uh, what I think we might want to do first is yeah. to open up Device Manager and so, look for the trackpad in track the list pad. of the. So find the trackpad in Device Manager. Okay. It might take you a while considering it, you slowed be, down your. It'll mouse. be under a category <laughs> of input devices. And am, I, am I am I still with you? Yeah. Yes. Are you there? Did you find it? Or are you writing? To, are you taking notes? Are you doing no, it now? I'm, I, I'm listening. I'm in my car. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> You're going to look for it in Device Manager. It'll be under a category called Input Devices. Right. And yes. you're going to right-click on it in that list, and then you're going to click Uninstall Device, and you're going to okay. reboot the computer. Okay. What that will okay. do is it will reload the drivers for it. Um, cause I think what's happening is something that you're doing or something that it's sensing mm, it's is telling is, is a, triggering a gesture that enlarges the cursor. Right. And, I understand that. Yeah, I and just by resetting the drivers and the other settings that are associated with that in the computer, right. it might stop doing that. It'll default it. The other idea too, Will, is, uh, you know, get you can always get an external monitor, a uh, mouse, an external mouse that you plug in and just use a mouse rather than the pad. I hate the pad. I don't know. I don't know about you, but all right. That's thank you very much. I'll try that now. The other problem I have, same computer, the Lenovo. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm typing along, and suddenly, the uh, the paragraph above that I just typed, for example, will go blue highlighted, yeah. and the next same problem. Same problem. Yeah, what's same happening problem. is what's happening is some something is is triggering that on the pad on the pad. So the the yeah. computer is saying, "Oh, he wants me to select that previous paragraph." Yeah, yeah your pad either your yeah. pad sensitivity or like like Dennis said, is something wrong with it? So you could always disable the pad and just use an external mouse. And well, that would that would work too. Yeah. How the how the heck did you guys? How did you ever learn that? My God, that's amazing. All right. Well, Thank we you appreciate your that you think it's that amazing, but for me, I mean, if you could, can you change your own oil? Oh yes, I think that's pretty amazing, man. I'll tell you. So we all have our skill sets. Oh, listen, when I was a kid, I took I loved I was a mechanic. Okay, yeah. thank you very much. You guys are great. Thanks, Will. Take it easy. Another thing that he could do yeah. is uh, check the accessibility features on the device. Yeah, yeah. Mike G just uh, let us know that that's sometimes that's a good affects point. things. That's a good point. Yeah, the stuff we're talking about here, you know, we appreciate that you think it's great and all that. But again, we just it's just our, our skill set is what we do every day. Just like you guys can build buildings and write contracts and, you know, we all have our skill sets. <laughs> this is really kind of silly as far as I'm concerned um, in that we have to talk to you about how the computer is not is really it's almost like if you took your power window on your car and your radio turned on. Right. If cars work that I mean, Tesla's do that I'll probably. But if normal cars do that, you know, it makes no sense. Right. Why would you put your turn your power window to go down, but your radio turns on. 
with a computer, for some reason, that's the issues that we deal with constantly. They're no longer logical. They're just all disconnected. It, it's become a huge mess. Um, and it's, it's, com- it's conf- conflated with all sorts of different updates and service packs and vulnerabilities. And I mean, like the, sto- like the song goes, every OS sucks, right? This is exactly <laughs> the issue. This operating system that you're talking about, Windows, on this guy's computer, is definitely having an issue understanding what he's inputting on the device that is designed to take inputs. <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, my advice would be to stop using that device to do the inputs because, and just use an external mouse. Um, real quick, because we're gonna, we have uh, four lines wide open, feel free to get online, 860-522-WTIC. But I wanted to bring this up. We had uh, There's a story that I found that was kind of interesting. I think this guy is out like in the Midwest, yeah, uh, Michigan. Uh, he's he was gonna have to pay fifty thousand dollars to Comcast to get internet to his Michigan home, his rural rural home in Michigan. Wow! And instead of doing either getting, he would either get pathetically slow AT and T speeds or pay fifty thousand dollars to Comcast to get connected. He didn't you know what he decided to do. He became his own internet service provider. Hey, that's right? cool. So now he's got he's his own MSP. He's got his own fiber internet service, and it serves about 70 customers. So he's making some good money on this. And now our government is giving him $2.6 million in funding to expand his little service that he started to 600 homes. Well, the government has a program now yes. to expand broadband to places that don't have it. So why not him? Right. The odd is just crazy, though, right? So Comcast wants to whack you fifty grand. This is a company that is monstrous, right? And this little guy in his house has come up with a solution on his own. And well, well it kind of makes sense if you're going to spend fifty thousand dollars, yeah, to do something. Mm-hmm. Are you going to hand that money over to some other company to do it for you, right? Or are you just going to build your own business to deliver the same thing? Why not? I mean, it, it, yeah, it's it seems almost like a no brainer to me. But hey, all all the power to him. Exactly. So for fifty five bucks, you get a hundred megabits up and down Ooh. from this guy, uh, or gigabit speeds with unlimited data for seventy nine dollars. I mean, that that beats what? my cock service, which I thankfully got rid of yesterday. Um, now I'm on good net speed. Very happy. Very happy. Can't can't tell you how happy I am. Um, but. Cox is charging me almost 90 bucks a month for 150 megabits. This guy in the middle of Michigan nowhere for 79 bucks on his own fiber service, gigabit speeds, unlimited. So what's going on here? How come he can do that and we can't get more competition in Connecticut? We have more with GoNetSpeed, which is tremendous. This guy did it in his backyard. It's not rocket science, guys. Yeah. What's going on here? I the year don't know. 2022. And you, can't, you can't get fast internet everywhere with competition and everybody out there fighting for your business. You can't, especially in Connecticut. So, but at least we have something happen with GoNetSpeed. So feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. Four lines wide open. I know it's a gorgeous Saturday morning, but feel free to get online. Otherwise, Dennis and I have to talk about our kids and our cats. We'll be right back.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 